Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey guys, I'm on tour. Oh wow, I'm blowing up. I'm on tour. I know I got Levity Live. I got uh, Minnesota. I got Stand Up Live. I've got DC Improv June 11th or something. And then Trip Flip starts airing in June. I don't know why I'm singing this. I hope you liked last week's podcast with Jim Norton. This week, I'm going to be in New York. So if there's anyone on that you want me to get on my podcast, let me know. And... Also, that kind of brings us to the subject of today. Today's guest is a guy I'd never met before, and I'm going to do more of that. There's a list of guys that I've never met, but I really like what they do. And this guy is probably top of the list. I first heard him on NPR. He told an amazing story that I force him to retell here. <laughs> so you'll love that story. And then... Uh, and, and I was a fan. He did this thing called Roustabout that he'll talk about where he took a jet ski from Chicago to New Orleans. He is uh, a f- hilarious comedian uh, and a great guy. And we had a great conversation. And we talk about something on this podcast that looks like it may happen. I won't spoil it for you, but it rhymes with Doug Stanhope. Today's guest, stand-up comedian, Kurt Bronholer. This is... This is great. How long you lived here? Uh, I don't know. All don't right. Know. Cool. Uh, three, four years maybe? Did you do all this or was this No, like no, no, this? no. The um, TV show Man Caves yeah. uh, came in. Oh, and did yeah. it up. Yeah. So I work for uh, Travel Channel. Okay. I have a TV show on Travel Channel. And so uh, the they came in and... They did the whole fucking setup. That's fucking awesome. So they're owned by the same company. Scripps owns Travel okay. Channel, and then they own also own uh, own DIY. And I ran into – I have a picture of it. You can't see it. It's in my booze. But I ran into the um, – one of the guy, one of the guys who was, who was at the time, he was running uh, DIY. And, uh-huh. and and one of the guys who was doing Yard Crashers. Yeah. And I was like, my wife's – I believe in this hardcore is put out what you want in life. Yeah. I believe in a couple things. This is interesting why you're here. One, yeah. of, the, one of them I believe in is – um, don't like put out positivity. Like if you like something, tell people you like that shit. Yeah. And that's the whole, I mean, the entire reason you're here, do you have any idea why? I, Cause I, I, I felt, don't, I know I don't. I felt a timid, <laughs> I felt a very timidness when I, to, when I texted you and I was like, Hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. I almost could see you be like recoil and go, okay. For, for what reason? Like I could almost feel that. And we, we run in very different comedy circles, yeah. but I, but um, and I don't know if you remember this, but I, you like made one of my best walks of my life on you when you did your This American Life. Oh, thanks, man. And I, and I text, I didn't know you were a comic because yeah, yeah. what are the odds that guy would be a comic? Right, right, right. It would just be some guy. And so yeah. I, I, I texted, I tweeted you and I said, Hey man, I, that was a fantastic episode. That was, re- it was an amazing story. Oh, thanks, man. And, um, and, uh, and then I kind of just kept going and then one day someone's at my house and they're like, yeah, I gotta go to a party. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be shitty about whoever this guy is, and he's a friend of mine, but I don't remember who it is. But I'm being shitty. But he was like, he made it. He made. He was like, he made it sound very hipstery. What he was doing. <laughs> he's like a buddy of mine, uh, Bronholer's uh, got this thing. He raised a Kickstarter for like three thousand to put this uh, air painter in the sky. I mean, it's like. It's pretty fucking bad. I don't. I want. Maybe it was Pete Holmes. I, I don't know who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whoever it was made it sound so exclusive. It's the whole reason that the two communities of comedy are split. Because yeah. it's like I just sat there and I was like, I thought it was a great idea, but I was like, fuck, I wanted to be invited to that. But then I was like, who is this fucking guy? So then I catch you on. And by the way, you're someone I've seen. I actually want to say I I passed in the street in New York like two years ago. Three years ago, I wouldn't be surprised. You're friends with Christine Shaw. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, she's my comedy partner. Yeah, and yeah. I saw her walking down the street. We're shooting an episode of Trip Flip, my, my show, Drop Channel. Yeah, and we're walking, looking for people. We're crashing, like we go and we go find people walking down the street, and we go, hey, hey, you guys want to go on a, a vacation? They saw them. They weren't familiar with. Kristen or you, uh-huh. but I recognized you and I was like, I don't know that guy. And then I saw her and I went, oh, I grew up with her. And then I went, oh, that's, she's on fucking TV. Never mind. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I do that all the time where I'm just like, oh, I know that person from high school. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, they're famous. <laughs> and then and then, and then, then ultimately what happened is uh, then your third installment, and this I, I would love to get behind what makes you tick, but your third installment of, of what I can only uh, apply as um, creative comedy Mm-hmm. Like just it's it's almost like I don't know it's hard to explain it's like but you took a jet ski from Chicago to New Orleans yeah I pitched that to Comedy Central in 2009 when my hour came out as a stunt oh, not to film uh-huh. as a stunt to promote my hours I take but mine was very ill perceived conceived I wanted to take a jet ski from Cancun to Key West which is <laughs> fucking dangerous that's shit. real that's real and, dangerous I was, my whole thing was all about chase boats yeah, it's all <laughs> but, about yeah. chase boats but uh and so as soon as when I heard you do that I went okay this is a guy that not only not only is fucking fascinating <laughs> not only is funny as fuck because I saw your Ari Shafir is fighting a DJ oh yeah thanks and I was like I was like I gotta fucking meet this guy and that's the third installment of one of the things I believe in is like I was like why why wouldn't I meet him but in Real life, and I'll be very candid right now. Yeah. If I ran into you at UCB, you'd be with a group of people, one of which would probably hate me. And <laughs> I can promise really? you, really, like, what? Who would? I, I, I don't. I feel like you're a very likable man. I don't think anyone would hate I, you. Definitely. I've as a, the older I've gotten, the more enemies I've gotten. It's just so bizarre. <laughs> unless you party, you don't. You're not friends. Like you won't. You don't right, like right, me. Right. Like, like unless you're like, oh yeah, I party with parties, fun as fuck. Yeah. Um. But uh. But like yeah, like so, and then we would never have met, and I could never go over to you and say, "I'm, I'm so happy that you invited me here." And so because I was dying to meet you, I, I, and I, so thank you for coming. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, having me. But I want to get, I want, I, this is, and sometimes I do this. Can you briefly yeah. tell people the story about the NPR thing? Oh sure, because this yeah. is, by the way, it was, and you're, and and it, I, it'll never do justice to you and Ira Glass. Oh yeah, like he makes he makes me sound so much better than comedy. I am. Well, I mean, the thing that blew me away the most, and I'll wait till you get there, maybe, yeah. but like your perception on 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 one night stands, like oh, yeah. on on like like, but but p- please, just I. Like, I mean the uh, the whole thing was I was I dated this woman from age eighteen uh, until thirty one, and so around thirty one. I had just. Oh, you guys uh, met like your third day in college, right? Third day in college, yeah, we met. Uh, John Hopkins, mm-hmm. yeah. S- such an interesting school. It's a weird place. I would it's never. Like, it's very, it's just very sciency and very like pre med, and people are like nasty. But I was, you know, just studying philosophy and a weirdo. Philosophy, um, yeah. Do you know Christina Pajinski? 
No. Okay, I'm going to set you up with her. She does a podcast. Oh yeah, this. no, I know her. She was yeah. just on Hot Tub. Very funny comedian. Yeah. Yeah. What's Hot Tub? Uh, Hot Tub is my weekly show that I run with Kristen Shaw. We've run it for ten years. Oh. We have fuck? to have Jan. Uh, yeah. You haven't seen me in a speedo. <laughs> okay. Is it in a hot tub? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's just called hot tub. It's at oh, the nice. Virgil. It's at the Virgil. Santa Monica and Virgil. Yeah. 8 p.m. every every Monday love night. To. I would yeah, absolutely yeah. love to. Yeah, we'll have you on. So, so yeah, but Christina Pashinsky does a podcast called That's Deep, Bro, and she was a philosophy major. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, and she, she was very funny. She's a really Real dark. Real dark and she, real fucked up. Dude. I really she, liked it. Have you it. listened to her mental pod? No. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I had he was another guy I reached out to. I was like, I like what you do. I deal with anxiety disorder, hardcore. Uh-huh. I would love to talk to you. And so, like, in Paul, I think a lot of I think a lot of comedians have a level of anxiety that's like more than a normal person. I feel like I feel like yeah. I, everybody I know has like a level of anxiety, and we either drink or we fucking take drugs or you know like yeah. to just deal with it. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting off Vicodin. Uh, right oh, now. for real? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not, a not, tough one. Uh, I fell off a waterfall and uh, like and <laughs> oh man, yeah. And so where I, where's the waterfall? North Carolina. Fuck, dude. Yeah, so, you were you just slipped and went. No, no, I was repelling, and I. You're repelling. You you're a climber. Yeah. Uh. Well, I should say I say yeah. Okay. I'm a TV host. Okay. So, so you're do- oh doing, doing part it for of TV, that. but I am a climber. Theoretically, I probably know more about climbing than the average person. Okay. I also know more about repelling than the average person. I'm also ten times more confident than the average person, which is why right. I got hurt. Oh, because man. once you get confident, once you get once you get a little arrogant, yeah. that's when you get fucking hurt. And oh, so man. I learned my lesson. And were you, it was happened while you're shooting. I got flipped upside down by the uh, water? by the water. Oh shit! I was having the most beautiful moment of my life, and then flipped upside down. And then because I was in, I was I was the harness. I was in the harness, but I was in my like my my hand was in like the stop mode. Well, once I got flipped upside down, I was then in the go mode, and I just. And as soon as I started falling, I let go totally to try to grab, you know, yeah. grab, and I dropped like 15 feet onto my back. Thought I broke my back. I mean, thought Holy I broke. Shit. I mean, it was bad. Um, but I was very lucky, and all I got was a, a 30 pill prescription to Vicodin and Valium. So I'm just like I'm like two days off right. pills and back on the booze. But yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I do believe that we all kind of ha- kind of self medicate yeah. to deal with whatever. F- Fucking, I feel like most comics have intrusive thought. Do you know what that is? What's intrusive thought? It's uh, Patrice O'Neill was the first person to introduce me to it, and I was like, I got that. Uh-huh. It's when you think horrible, 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 horrible shit. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I think you have to. I think like that's the that's the that's the reason you're a comic is because you can go there in your mind all the time. Yeah. And you just kind of like reel it back for the things you actually say out loud. Maria Bamford is the first person I listened to that explained it. The closest way I feel it, uh-huh. where she said, you think really bad things that you don't want to share with anyone because even though you know, people know you would never do that, people still think, God, they, they fucking think that because <laughs> not everyone that. thinks like that. But I think intrusive yeah. thought is, I, th- I think that's what she called it. Anyway, go back. So, okay. So I, I, and I don't mean to derail. I'm a really bad interviewer. I'm but like, super down with derailing. Don't okay, fucking okay. worry, man. All right, perfect. I, uh, so yeah, so I was dating this woman for 13 years and actually the... I'll give you like the real story because like you know the shortened version doesn't get it onto the onto the radio. But like I was camping actually, and like with these group of guys who I've been camping with since I was eighteen, and we kind of like we get fucking deep up there, and we'd just been like talking, and I kind of came back after a lot of reflection. I was just like, and I asked her, I was like, why haven't we gotten married? Why haven't even talked about getting married in thirteen years? Yeah. We never even discussed it. And she said, um, well, I think we should sleep with other people first. And, uh, and I was on board with that, um, which maybe tells you 
the mindset of both of us in the relationship. Uh, but I was I like, yeah, let's do when that. I heard this. How hot was she? Uh, she's an attractive woman. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. Like, like what kind of chick was she? Was she, was she the kind of girl? Cause like, I always phase this and like, I dated girls who were like, who, when you went out with them, they cared more about what they looked like than the time you were having. Oh no, she cared about the time you were having. Okay. But she was a good looking woman. You That's know? my wife is that girl. She cares more about what you're doing and if you're yeah. connecting and having a good time. She's not the, she'll put on makeup, but very seldomly. Yeah. But I've dated the chicks that sat naked Take in front of a, a mirror and put, and dated, put on makeup and you're just like, yeah. Uh, like yeah, that yeah. matters more. Yeah, no, no, not stick. at all. Okay, this was uh, she. She's a, she's a very serious person. Um, she's a reporter. Um, you know, award winning. She's very you know really? she's up there. Yeah, and um, and so she had said that. I said okay, and then this we're in like the situation of like okay, we're gonna do this thing. We've decided that we're gonna do this thing. Like, how do you do it? Because it's not like we had any main problem, like problems that you could point to in the relationship where it's like we have to do it now or anything. And so uh, we just kind of chose a random day to start. And we decided that we're just going to do it for 30 days. And then we went on fucking vacation together beforehand for three days to New Orleans. Really? Um, and then came back, and that's when it started. Did you guys have good bye sex? First. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had sex, definitely. Um, and there wasn't really any like problem in the relationship, really. It was just, well, I'll, I'll get to what the real issue was later. And then it was just like 30 days. And I was 31 years old. You know, okay. I'd never been single. It's a I, good time to do that. It's a really, how old are you now? I'm 39. Okay. You uh, look young as shit. What? You look young as shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it was essentially like I had 30 days to just fuck as many people as I possibly could. And also I had the skills of an 18-year-old because I hadn't dated since I was 18. And really never really dated because I was like just a serial monogamist. Yeah. And also like I was in some sort of weird competition with my girlfriend to like see who could kind of fuck more people. And, uh, and so it was just like... You know, and also, I didn't know how to be single either. I knew how to be in a 13-year relationship, so I would just immediately treat these women... Like a girlfriend. Like a deep, long-term girlfriend. Like, there's no like no boundaries whatsoever. Like, I always have problems with boundaries. Like, I, I don't do have you. many boundaries, you know? <laughs> I, have a, I have a really hard time with boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I have a very hard time with boundaries. I had a, a one-night stand. I've only had, like, one. Uh-huh. I had a one night. I maybe had like a like a couple like first night hookups. Yeah, and I remember one of them in New York, and I'd been a serial monogamist. I said I love you. Oh yeah, and no, I I, I I would start to say I love you and just turn it into coughing because it would I would want to say it so bad it would just like just be like burning in my throat to yeah, say you know? it's because it's it's because it's how you feel when you do that with somebody because yeah, it's a very intimate thing. <laughs> And also, I'd only done it with people who I loved, you know? So yeah. I was like, in my brain, I was like, this is what it means, you know? <laughs> uh, so it was crazy. It was, you know, it was just this, like, you know, for 30 days, just, you know, if I felt like if I was at home or not trying to have sex at any moment, I was, like, failing. That's so Because so, you, you do not strike me as that guy. Oh, like, I went crazy. The dog. Like, like I know those I was guys. was a real dog. Really? Oh, real dog. Like, wow. just terrible. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I crushed all of that into, and uh, well, basically, after 30 days, we met again. We talked. She said, I need more time. Because I also think for women, like, w- with like a kind of a loss thing like that, they have to process emotionally first, and then they go out and have sex. Whereas with dudes, it's like sex immediately comes first. You it's, know? Like, it's like the buffet. Yeah, you went straight like, boom, for the boom, meat. Boom. And then you, like, deal with it later. You know, yeah. like, emotionally, you'll f- figure it out, but you're going to fuck <laughs> as much as you can. And so she wanted more time. I 
of course, agreed because I was having the time of my life. Yeah. Um, but we had set up all these weird rules where it was like uh, you could you weren't allowed to create, quote unquote, relationships. So that was like in my head. I was like, well, what? what constitutes a relationship does like having sex with them three times make a relationship yeah. you know so i would have sex with everyone three times and then just end it like end just it. never contact them again Who, except remember? for a few except for like one or two where then it became like these long drawn out dramas really um where it was like it just got real fucking weird but the thing is is here's the deal is that i opened i opened every conversation with I'm doing this thing with my girlfriend where we're both having sex with as many people as we can in 30 days to figure out if we're going to get married. Oh, that's fucking genius. Do you realize that's it's genius? Fucking, I mean, I didn't know it was genius until it worked with every single person I said it to. Fuck! Like, it's, it worked with everybody because it was like, I, I think it's A, it's like, oh my God, this guy's being so open. And then B, like... Uh, Oh, like maybe I can be the thing that changes it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yo, no, every woman a wants that challenge. A bit. It, that's fucking genius. I had no idea it would work like that. I just said in my head, like, I have to be honest with these women because I don't want to get into a situation. And even though I totally did get in the situation further down the line where, like, I hurt a lot of people yeah. and they got connect, you know, I got attached to them, they got attached to me. Um, but it was like, I was just, it would say it right off the bat. It was crazy. <sighs> So what do you think your number was in that? In that, so it, it, it lasted for like two months. It was uh, t- three months. It ended up being three months because then for the last month I went, I got booked at the um, Melbourne Comedy Festival oh, in Australia, um, which is like crazy. It was crazy. Do you know what you're I mean? Like, so it's like Australia. You're like, like, Say one more month. I got a road trip to do. I know, and, it, and it's Australia. Like, and all Australians, like they don't. They have sex first and then f- date later. Yeah. Like, that's just their mode of operation. Like, I've spoken to ev- every Australian. I dated then. I ended up dating an Australian woman for two years after that, who I met there. Yeah. So I kind of fell in love with this woman in Australia. So I had to kind of come back. And then in my head, I was like, well, she's lives in Australia. She's not coming here. But I still was like, I felt that deeply about her that I had to end the relationship. So I ended up ending the 13-year relationship because of the fact that I had felt so strongly about this Australian woman. And then um, I just kept badgering this Australian woman until she eventually moved to the States. And then we moved in together, and it was not a good idea. It was really? no, it was really, really bad. But was that when you broke up with the girlfriend, was it mutual or was it? It was both. It was tough. It was still a mo- it's 13 years, not yeah. going to be, uh, all right, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Pat on the butt and go. Um, it was tough, I think, for both of us, but I think we both agreed that uh, it, our time was up as a couple. We just didn't know how to break up because we had never broken up with anyone. Neither of us had. Oh, shit. So we'd nev- we never knew how what that felt like or how the mechanics worked or that it was okay to leave someone if things weren't That's like- the hardest thing about a relationship is knowing it's okay to hurt someone's feelings. It, it totally has to be. Okay. It has to be because that's the game that you're invested in. You know, it's yeah. like it's a it's a feelings game. Do you know what I mean? Like, and there, it can't just be all good feelings all the time. And that, it's it's one of those things that I think movies paint it the wrong way, and movies show, oh, they got hurt, he got fucked, like forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, you know, like the, oh, he's the victim, he's been victimized. Well, no, she had feelings also that she yeah. needs to take care of. I broke up with a chick that I dated. I dated this girl for like. T- like I want to say a year maybe mm-hmm. she was like a producer on my TV show so it was super oh, wow. incestuous and yeah. it was really and I was dating also kind of hooking up with the host of my TV show oh, shit. like my co-host so it was a nightmare it was a real Whoa, fucking producer nightmare producer and the co-host yeah and- <laughs> 
It was fucking. That up. is a fucking tinderbox waiting to explode. First, my first week there, my manager, uh-huh. my financial uh, advisor, and my agent show up for lunch at like at like craft services, uh-huh. and they're like, "Listen," and there's all like hot chicks. The whole show was about hot chicks and dudes, and, uh-huh. and they were like, uh, "Don't don't." Shit, where you eat? I go. What's that mean? They 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 all showed up to they like all give you showed this? up and gave me a speech. They're like, don't shit where you eat. Wow. And I was like, what's that mean? And they're like, don't fuck any of the chicks on the show. I was like, too late. <laughs> I was like, we I'm are, already I'm already, already in pretty in. deep. <laughs> and they're like, excuse me. And literally at that time, both girls sat down at the table, and I was like, <laughs> but that's I I um I I had that I had that propensity. I liked the I, I liked the um the salad days of. I, I, I hate to say this, I'm not, and I would never cheat on my wife, but I liked cheating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked the f- fucking mystery of it. I liked the, sure. I liked the fucking newness and this. The the I liked all of it, and I cheated on a lot of chicks. I would never cheat on my wife because I look at things differently now. Yeah, now you yeah, yeah. There's also a maturity, I think, especially when you get married as well. Like yeah. something you have to make a choice. Do you know what I mean? Like I just got married, but like you have to make ago? a choice. Uh, September. Oh really? So yeah, so six, six, seven months ago. Oh, you're brand new into it. Yeah, yeah, totally no, brand new into it. No, um, you said something in the in the NPR interview about um, what had struck you, and this is why I, this is when I googled you because uh-huh. your the statement was so profoundly comedian based, and it was like it was I about, think and about I, uh, being single in New York City and about yeah about being single in New York City or being in a one night stand is that the idea that. People let you into their house. Oh, yeah. Just like, yeah, you get to see – when else do you get to see the homes of strangers? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's so fascinating to like go around and like look at what – you just met them, you know? And then you get to see like their most intimate things yeah. that like they take to represent themselves in their home. Yeah. I fucking love that. I that's thought that was so fascinating that you would – because I, I can tell you where I was when I heard that. There's a house that these uh, two gay guys own and they've got a beautiful like border collie uh-huh. that will bark at you every time. And yeah. I was right there when you said that. And you're like, I, it was so fascinating to get inside people's houses. <laughs> my sister, it's my sister is, I love her to death, but she is possibly one of the more unfascinating people in the, in the world. Yeah. She just does not spit herself that way. She doesn't look at life that way. Yeah. She doesn't want to be special. Yeah. She just wants to have a great fucking life, yeah. which is special in and of itself. Exactly. But when she was kids, when we were kids, she used to always like whenever we go anywhere she's like can we go in their house she used to love going to people's houses right she's like i want to smell it i want to because everyone's got a different smell every everyone's house smells different yeah it's really weird i can still remember the smells of like childhood friends homes yep. very distinctly i could that's it, crazy it, it would turn me off from friends yeah totally if they it, had a shitty smelling house oh they're like you just it changes your whole opinion of them trent arnold's house smelled bizarre it smelled like uh like plastics like just like, like plastics, like it's just like like um, processed plastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just going in there, and it just didn't have like a home feeling. I went into, um, I was running Buffalo down in Texas, like last two last week, two weeks ago, uh-huh. and I walked into their house. And it immediately smelled like my wife's grandmother's house. And I went, oh, my God. I lo-, And I felt so comfortable <laughs> yeah. and so happy. Am Isn't that I- crazy? We're such weird little fucking animals. Yeah. You know, like we, we don't think about it all the time. But the, like smell is something that you can't really like – you don't understand it and you don't think about it a lot. But then it emotionally affects you in really weird ways. I used to have that with women who I had had – like who I had slept with. There was like two women whose specific perfume, if I would smell it on the street, it would be like a aching in my stomach. I lost my virginity to a girl who wore uh, colors. 
Colors. And if that I was smoke, the name of it? it Benetton Colors. Oh, okay. Benetton oh, Colors. Be- the Benetton one, right, yep, right, right. Benetton Colors. And uh, when... I might be mixing up the song I listened to when I lost my virginity and the, the perfume. I think it's Benetton. I did listen to Colors by Ice-T. Oh, Colors by Ice-T. Uh, right okay. after. But uh, <laughs> I think it's Benetton Colors. And if, if I smell it to this day... I get ashamed and you get ashamed. Yep. Why? What? What's the shame part? Because uh, I was really bad. My first time was a nightmare. Oh, uh, okay. So I wrote it about it in my book, but it's like I'm fucking it was bad. Absolute, absolute. <laughs> like no one's had a, this bad of a one. Oh man. Like let's just put it this way. Not only did I, I mean, ignore that fact that I went through a couple condoms trying to figure out how to put on a condom. Uh-huh. Okay, while she's naked. Yeah, yeah. But when I did put it in, it lasted a second, and she said, "Are you going to put it in?" And oh, I realized no. I've just fucked her butt cheek in the bed. <laughs> And that and that was literally how I began my. That's why I've only slept with like seven chicks in my life. That's amazing. I begin with I began with humiliation. Um, Are you going to put it in? That's so funny because I dated a chick who smelled like bologna. Ooh, and she was the girl that would get naked in front of the mirror and do her makeup. Real, she smelled like bologna. And my wife smells like bacon. Like my wife, if you go into our house, uh-huh. oh, it smells like bacon. It smells like bacon all the time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now I smell bacon, and it just reminds me of home. That's great. I, and and it's a it's a one. Of, it's a good smell. Yeah, it's, a, but it's the one of the best smells in the world. It's interesting that a smell can. It is crazy. Michael Hutchins from NXS. I'm a little obsessed with NXS. I that was they were my favorite band when I was twelve. Uh, they're my favorite band at forty two. <laughs> I just you listen- know like the the earlier albums like Shabu Shaban stuff. They're not bad. Uh, dude, I just heard "Disappear" uh-huh. in the fu- in Trader Joe's, yeah. and I sang the whole song out loud. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck it! I've earned the. R- I have money. I have a- I have nice things. Yeah. I'm not losing my fucking status in society tomorrow. I can sing a goddamn song out loud, and you can think I'm weird as fuck. I don't Doesn't give a matter. fuck. Doesn't matter. Um, Michael Hutchins got into a fight and lost his sense of smell and his sense of. Oh, uh, is that why he got? And, sense- and that's why he got into depression. Really, lost his sense of smell and his sense of taste. It's it interesting. Yeah, and so he couldn't taste th- women and 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 things anymore. And so that's why I got into autoerotic asphyxiation. I guess my wife. I, I, can't, I that's re- the smell thing is really fucking blowing me away. Yeah. So my wife is a huge animal person. I, I've always been a big animal person. My wife's like a cat person. I was allergic to cats. Uh-huh. We first started dating, and then she dumped me after like four months. Her main reason, well, a number of reasons. I drank too much. She wasn't comfortable with, she didn't know if she wanted to, I wasn't ready to settle down and I didn't know if I was ready to say I was settling down. But number one of the big reasons is she has a cat and I would never spend the night at her house because I had allergies. Yeah. So she, when, when I we got back together, I said, I will take care of that. I went to an allergist and I got Flonase. I remember the first time I ever smelled a flower because I've had allergies my whole life. And you never knew. I never knew what jasmine was. <laughs> I was walking down the street and I went, oh my God, do you smell that? And everyone's like, what? And I go, do you, that smells amazing. What is that? And my buddy Lorenzo was like, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. And I go, smell it. And he goes, you're talking about Jasmine? I go, yeah. What? Is, I, I mean, you're talking to a person like from a brand new to the country. I'm literally going, yeah, yeah. what is that? Where is it? <laughs> and he's like, it's that white thing, that white. And I'm like, holy shit. I put Jasmine. Look, I have Jasmine in my backyard. Oh, I have yeah, Jasmine fucking everywhere. And uh, Casablanca lilies. I'm, I never smelled a flower before. Holy shit. I never smelled a flower. It's like so sad. I, well, it's, it's, it's so sad. I had a, I had a, um, uh, I had a. Fucking Lenny, I'm telling you too many stories about me because I want to. I just want to hear about you. That's all right. But I, I had a, I'm enjoying myself. I had a P, uh, baseball coach. Um, I was pretty se- serious into baseball. Mm-hmm. I had this baseball coach, Lenny Perez. Oh, he's got to be dead now. Um, he's an old Cuban guy from Cuba. Uh huh. So like clearly, like medicine wasn't like old Cuban parents. Medicine wasn't like high on the list of no. priorities or anything. And he must have been fifty. I mean, we were all 
18, and he got his first pair of glasses at 50. At 50? And he was sitting, I remember him sitting uh, at the edge of the dugout on an away game in like Barstow or like somewhere in Tampa, uh-huh. Florida. And I remember him coming up and he was crying. And I said, what? I go, Coach Perez, what is it? And he goes, uh, trees have leaves. I never understood that. And I was, what? and he was sobbing. And he's like, trees have leaves. I haven't, I didn't, I just forgot. Like they have leaves. And I, mean, I was like, first off, it's that's like a beautiful sad moment. But also, why didn't he ever walk up to a tree before? Because <laughs> exactly. it's not like you can't walk up to a tree <laughs> and see the leaves. Oh, I've I, been staying away from yeah. these things called trees because they look intimidating. <laughs> they doesn't look things. like they're big green things. I don't want to touch I them. I just remember the Hulk, and it just freaked <laughs> me out. But I remember him crying at the end of the dugout, and I was just—I was always moved by that. Like, like God, it's so crazy. He couldn't see anything. He never saw a fucking thing. That's crazy. He was co- baseball coach. Yeah, baseball coach. Everybody couldn't see a just throwing thing. a white yeah, blur. Yeah, he's- no, he was just this old fat Cuban guy. God, I hope he's dead because he hears this, he'll get so pissed. He's this old fat Cuban kid, a guy who's an amazing baseball player, and then his career fell off. I'm sure with the sight, and, and he just would coach the kids. He could—you never have catch with him. He just walk around. He right. tell you what you're doing wrong. Uh, he tried to change my swing so fucking much, and I never listened to him because I didn't trust him. Yeah, that's vision. Um, so wait, so um, so you met? How did you meet your wife? Uh, met at a concert in Brooklyn. What concert? Uh, Yo- Yola Tango. <laughs> <laughs> Yola Tango Does- is, a, is like a is like a band I know of, and I'd see it something like Jazz Fest. Yeah. But I would be like, I, yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't know if I like them yeah. or if I like the idea of like, of, I like wearing their shirts. Right, right, right. Like, I, like there's bands that I love. Like, I love the Hold Steady. I, I, the Hold Steady is one of my favorite bands. I I've love opened the Hold for the Hold Steady. Are you sh- serious? Yeah. What I, 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 just, I, I wrote a review of their latest album too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I, haven't, I love the Hold Steady. I love the Hold Steady. Hold Steady is fucking. I like people who like the Hold. That was my whole review: is that I like people who like the Hold Steady because that, that 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 type of person. It's like you're more comfortable in a bar. It's like you maybe are an ex-Catholic. You fucking, you know, you're just like just soaked in beer and like nicotine yep. stain. And it's like drugs are your communion. And like beer is the blood of Christ. That's I love I love the whole study. Uh, their music. If you've never listened to the whole study, fucking go get it right now. Go get it right now. I the uh, I would quote the whole study in conversations casually, hoping that someone would pick <laughs> would, up. Would but I would hear it. Uh, uh, yeah, and I would t- I would I I still reference the chill out tent to my daughters all the time. time you to the reference chill the chill out tent guess, to your daughters. Yeah, it looks like we're going to the chill out tent. <laughs> And oh, you, you call us up to the chill out. I, I fucking I love That's the whole mess. steady. Um, it was a, that was one of the one of the uh, albums my wife kind of pulled the kibosh on. There was there were certain albums that I would, would get lot. me drinking. Oh yeah, yeah. oh get yeah. Get me on it's a skateboard. A, a get me drinking through mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah, like, yeah. Go, what I do is I throw in the whole steady. Get on my skateboard uh-huh. and I'd skate from bar to bar to bar. End up at the snake pit. Always get my skateboard taken away and have to walk home. Always get your by the bartender. By the bartender, me and my buddy Croy, she'd be like, "You're done." Both what kind of skateboard? Uh, longboard or bunch. regular? Uh, well, that that's my longboard. I've got a mm-hmm. short one. It's uh, a welcome. I, lo- I just like the okay. I like the graphics, quite honestly. I have an Arbor. I've, have you ever skated an Arbor? No. They're nice. They're good. They're, there's a little shop in Venice. They're, really? Yeah, and they use Alcoa wood, so it's really nice. And then they actually paint on the grip tape. So the grip tape's painted on. Oh, really? Yeah, so they actually used, used like this um, 
grain sand paint so you don't actually have to put grip tape on. It's great. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is that. I got that in New York. Me and my buddy Weecho, who's like my best friend growing up. One day he just was like, let's get skateboards and go to Central Park. Yeah. And we both got longboards and we would fly. When you start going on the east side of Central Park down that road, Mm -hmm. going south. Yep. You, it is one of maybe my favorite rides. Oh yeah, you get flying. But I got this shortboard, and I the guys up at Val Surf put amazing fucking wheels on it. And I got to be honest with you, it rides better than my longboard. How far away is Val Surf from here? It's right down the street. Right, right? down the street. I'm looking. For, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy another surfboard soon, so I'm gonna go. You surf? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up surfing. Oh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Jersey. Really? Yeah. I always wanted to surf. Where in Jersey? Uh, Asbury Park and Neptune. Okay, we yeah. used to have a house in Beach Haven. Okay, that's south, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was um, like right in the middle. I grew up surfing in Florida, and I okay. have left, I've lost it entirely. Yeah, it's a, it takes, a, it's like a, a lot of commitment. Yeah. It's just like. Well, I've gone surfing a bunch, and I've gone surfing at some of the greatest surf spots, arguably, in the, in the country. And I, to this day, it's just like I'm top heavy. I'm too fat. I just cannot get my body up quick enough. Yeah. And no. that's part of the key is getting up quick enough. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that is that is the thing. I, I think I've just kind of admitted to myself because I've been surfing short, short boards and long boards my, my whole life. And I think I just admitted to myself that I, I've now reached the age where I'm just only going to surf a long board. Really? I think so. Like, I just do, have so like much. How long? A, how long? Eight how, feet? I, oh, I mean, like right now, I, I mean, if we want to get deep into surfboard shit, I, I could, could get there. I could totally because I'm thinking about buying a 10 foot Corbin okay. paddleboard. Okay, yeah, stand up paddleboard. Stand up paddleboard. I, I just See, have you have you done stand up paddleboard? A lot. Oh, you have. A okay, lot. I don't like it at all. Uh, well, that's because you can surf. Okay, <laughs> that, and that, what, I'm being dead serious. It turns into a turns into a thing at a certain age. I feel like yeah, where my body's type is just surfing is not it is not comfortable right and it just and it just is a lot of me getting fucking thrown just around suffer, yeah suffering and paddle boarding is something where i feel like very quickly i get better at it or i get good at it yeah and uh can you surf with it too yeah 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 oh nice that's awesome it's uh i just recently got there though yeah um but uh, i just find it's i i think maybe i need better core strength or something like that no it's it's, it's it. because you're a surfer i'm being serious because okay. when i first started paddleboarding i was like this fucking sucks i went paddleboarding with uh, uh with uncle buttons do you know who that is no it's one of the biggest surf legends out of hawaii okay um he recently passed like probably a couple of years ago okay. he taught me how to paddleboard for a tv show by the way i'm yeah, not yeah. cool it's all for fucking tv yeah, yeah, yeah so he was hired to do this not right. like he's my boy <laughs> and um and he told me he said, yeah, if you're a surfer, you're not going to – it's not natural. Eddie Vedder had a really hard time first paddleboarding. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I was obsessed with paddleboarding because I watched him and Aired Lamilton. Yeah. Laird Hamilton. On the uh, Iconoclast, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they paddleboarded one. from one area. And Eddie Vedder the whole time was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, wait, I thought he'd be amazing because he's a great surfer. Yeah. But So, yeah. So how long of a board are you thinking about getting? Oh, I, I don't know because, you know, it's like I just – I snapped my longboard. I had a – I snapped my longboard down in San Diego a few months ago. And that was like a high performance nine foot. And uh, I think I'm, and then I bought this other as a hydro hull, which is like it was the first shape that they used when they started transitioning in the 60s down to smaller boards. Yeah. Um, But it's still eight feet. And it's got a, and it's got a, a, like a, it's almost based on like the hull of a ship. Yeah. So it's rounded on the bottoms as opposed to flat with a concave. And uh, so it flies very weirdly fast, but it's also a very difficult board to ride because you can't really turn it in when you first drop in. So I think I'm going to get a big old school nose rider. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like just fucking get up early, 
set a line, and then just walk to the nose. Now, do you live down by the beach now? No. Where do you live? I live on the east side. Okay. I live on the east side just because I, d- I only know one person who lives on the beach, and I love them, um, but everyone I know lives on the east side, so it's like you know what are you 25 different people. That's my wife. She looks wonderful. Oh, yeah. Thank you. She, uh, she cleans up nice. Um, <laughs> uh, we were, think- we're thinking about moving down to uh, El Segundo or, uh, oh, yeah? or Redondo. I want to move. I totally would move down there. But I, and then my wife's my wife's mom just bought a place on the east side, and so she's going to be moving out because we're thinking about having kids soon. And so so we, I can't now. We can't kind of like move to the west side right when she moves there. But maybe a year later. <laughs> yeah. Because that'd be nice. Then you have like a place on the east side to go to and a place on the west side. Eh, whatever. It's the fucking the the fucking geography of LA. It's uh, yeah. It's it's. LA is very confusing. I, I've been having dreams lately that it's my freshman year in college. Really? I, I'm a very aggressive dreamer. I should stay, I should start off by saying that. First off, never heard anybody say an aggressive dreamer, and I really like it. <laughs> I just released a podcast full of dreams. Oh, I used really? To release them on, I used to put them on Doug Benson's podcast. Okay. I'd call and leave him a voicemail, and then he'd post them on his podcast. <laughs> and they're aggressive dreams. I mean, like, I, that's all I can say is a very high-end yeah and i'm a very lucid dreamer okay and i deal with my problems a lot in dreams and i deal with uh and i'm really good at i'm really good and i can I, if you're not good at dream remembering your dreams i'm really good at teaching people how to remember their dreams because i've gotten really good at remembering my dreams. i used to keep a dream journal in high school oh i just leave them on my voicemail when i wake up i, yeah. I put them in i put them on a, of my my voice note yeah right away and I, sometimes i'll do it in the middle of the night if it's a good dream yeah and um um but I've been having dreams that I'm in high school, and the whole premise is, or my freshman year in college, and I'm, my whole premise is, I'm starting new. I'm, I, yeah. I should, I should lose weight. I should get in shape. Where do I want to live? Interesting. But the whole that is all based on the fact that I'm 42 and I've got these two kids in middle, and one going into middle school and one in grade school, and I feel a little trapped that I can't leave and start anew. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's why we're like, well, do we want to move to the beach? Do we want to move the girls? It's so hard to move your kids, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's the thing that's I never was moved as a child. I grew up in one place. Yeah, me too. My whole life, and I liked that. Yeah, I liked that. I I liked that. I look back and I have fucking Pat Fagan and Brian Callahan and yeah. and Hank Brown and and my buddy Weicho that I've known. My whole fucking life. Yeah, me too. I have I have a tight group of guys I grew up with. Yeah, and so I feel like I feel a little bit like. Did you? Hey, did you ever know Dimitri Martin? Yeah. Did you know him in Jersey? No, no, not in Jersey. No, oh. I knew him in New York. Oh yeah, he's a couple years older than you. Yeah, yeah. he's a Jersey kid. Oh, I didn't know he was Jersey. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, nice. uh, Tom's River. Okay. Oh yeah, Tom's River's right near where I grew up. Big uh, Greek diner family things. The Jersey Diner man, it's classic. It's yeah. always Greek too. Yeah, that was a pa- pastor. We were good friends when we first started. We started okay. like on the same night. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then when just veered off, I, was, I went to clubs, and then he went to like, and I, I went to like Surf Reality and Collective Unconscious and all yeah. those places too. But he just stayed over there a little bit, and then yeah. fucking blew up. It would be interesting to talk to him. So, um, so uh, one of the other things I dig that you do is. Your podcast is not necessarily like this, which is a replication of every fucking podcast <laughs> anyone's fucking seen. I mean, it's not. I mean, like, there's versions that are very much like this. But yeah, but you, but like, I, I was looking at, was it K-Hole? Yeah, it's called the K-Hole. It's a multi-format podcast, so it means we have different kind of like you know, formats of the podcast. One of them is called Get Lost. That's where Will you blindfold, blindfold somebody <laughs> and put them in my car and drive them somewhere they've never been. It's fucking great. It's really fun. That's like my favorite one. No, it's my second favorite one to do right now. I just started a new one with my wife called Wedlock, 
and it's all just like relationship questions and uh we set like weird goals for ourselves like our 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 challenge now is we're going to take Molly together and just fuck and see what it's like <laughs> <laughs> you got it's so funny that was such a curveball cuz you've got such a artistic spirit that I did not sec- expect Molly and fuck <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I tried to get my wife to take edibles, and she's like, "Fuck no." Edibles just—I mean—they just put me out. I'm just like, I wish, I wish that would. I would love to be able to do that instead of like a Xanax at the end of the night. Yeah, where I'm fucking having a tight wound day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just not. I don't have that brain. Uh, my brain is too. I, I used to love smoking weed, and it's just I'm trying to get back into it because I live in the land of weed now, you know. Yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, it just doesn't. It's not as appealing to me as having a drink. Uh, that, I'm a big drinker. That's I'm always going to be a beer guy. No, um, wait. So and then and get lost. You take them there and then just blindfold them and then. So I blindfold them. They're on the car. We have an interview while while I drive them there, and then we get there and I kind of like bring them to a specific place that has like a pretty fuck fucked up. Uh, reveal point, you know, and then take off their blindfold. They have to try and figure out where they are, how they would get home from there, and then we kind of just like, kind of like run around and fucking see what there is to see. Like, I took Rory Scoble to abandoned nuclear missile silo up in Santa Clarita. I just took Nick Thune. Would you drive him the whole way and interview him the whole way to Santa Clarita? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and then the thing is, you have to park for this one, this nuclear missile silo, you have to park at the bottom of this hill. And then it's a really long walk, and I didn't anticipate how long the walk was. <laughs> and so he's blindfolded the whole time with his hand on my shoulder, and we're just walking uphill for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I, that's my favorite part of comedy. That, that was one of the things that I loved about your series in the in the jet ski is like, we did not take into account the traffic <laughs> on like, yeah. like the one guy's like, there's heavy traffic on these fucking yeah. rivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's industrial barges yeah. constantly traveling on those rivers. I love the unexpected when you're like, well, didn't foresee that. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's like my, like my, that's my thing that right now in about like making things is like, what's like the biggest idea we can have and then how it bumps up against reality and ends up being something different. Yeah. Like that's I like that. Like that cuz there's there's a um there's an inherent failure which is a part of life. Yeah. Uh but you're still trying real hard and you still end up doing something but it's always like it's always shat on by reality. Yeah. And I think that that's I like that. And it's one of those things that I I never appreciate uh and I I love my agency and my managers but sometimes it's like I won't, I won't use them as an example. I'll say production. Yeah. And and my crew can list. They know I've ranted and raved about this. Yeah. I don't like no people. The crew I work with right now are not no people. Yeah. They're, they're not no. I don't hate no people. Right. Um, people go, we can't do that because this. We can't right. do that because this. Um, and I, I love people that go, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's, let's try it at like, least. Like I didn't. I was yeah like I love that and and I and I think that I love the people that are go let's fucking throw let's throw the stick in the air and see if it, where it lands yeah and and if it doesn't land where we thought it was gonna land that's okay we have funny people it's still and, a thing yeah it's still gonna be something yeah and I think that that is so lost in in what is this formal television that we're dealing with yeah. now and I, and I'm not saying I'm not talking about Travel Channel what I do at travel is what I do at travel yeah. and and I get to do whatever the fuck I want to do cuz I'm an executive producer on the show That's and great. and I we get to have those throw the stick and see where we do a lot of not throwing the stick yeah. we throw the stick fucking more often than not but one of the cool things about the internet is it's throw the fucking stick yeah. your podcast is throw the fucking stick yeah. and it's and it, it's 
Duncan, you know Duncan Trussell? Yeah. Duncan is one of my favorite people because he goes, we were talking about Letterman. I love Letterman. I'm a I massive respect Letterman. But he said, how much has he grown in the last 20 years? Yeah. He hasn't really taken a bunch of like, gotten a, he, when he was I mean, young. when he first started, you oh. know, with like Chris Elliott living underneath the fucking audience. Yeah. So, fu- such funny bits. Yeah. And it's so true. And it's, I think, I feel like that is where I've gotten with my podcast is I take the opportunity to meet new people and I like yeah. that. I don't want, but like, I, I like, I also want to try to do different things also. Yeah. And 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 I, when I saw your podcast, I went, oh, are you fucking kidding me? That's all the shit that I never thought of doing because my brain's in the box. Oh, but yeah, but like, yeah, I don't think if you think your brain's in the box, your brain's not in the box. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like yeah. if that's what you, if you have ever had that thought, it's not. Because the people who are actually in that box have no idea. They can't see it at all. Yeah. You know? That's how I always feel about that because I also have to say that to myself about stuff like, you know, just uh, being in this business and doing the things we do. There's so often times for you to be like, um, "What I, is what I'm doing awful? Am I terrible?" You know, it's like uh, you I inherently have those thoughts, you know, like yeah. those fears. And I think having the fear is means you're on the right track. Has to be because otherwise, there's just way too much <laughs> concern and fear. So, what ideas have you had that have been shot down? I you, mean, there's just so much. I mean, like every, every what was one that you made been, so many pilots and they've all gone, you know, done. Now, when you do a pilot you deal, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you you probably, you probably can probably sell something fairly easy to Comedy Central. Yeah, I'm doing a, a pilot with them right now. Yeah, yeah. And now, do they let you do what you want to do the same way you would with like yes. any of your other ideas? Yeah, it's 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 cool. We're in a good spot. We did one. And uh, with them, and they're like, oh, we want to change it. And so then I repitched it, and they're like, all right, now we'll do that one. So that's good. Yeah. So I, it's like still believing in it, you know? I haven't, um, been, I haven't been over at Comedy Central since, um, uh, since like, uh, I guess I had a little bit. Ken was, Ken just came over. Okay. And, and, uh, but everyone, I mean, I, Jim Sharp's still there, right? Yeah. Jim Sharp was the greatest guy to work with. Zoe was there when I was there. Yeah. Um, is Zoe still there? Uh, I do not work with her. I'm not oh. sure if she is. But like Jim was one of those guys that we did a pilot and he just, I don't know, his notes were like, it was funny. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Great. And it was like, and he's obviously this guy that created, who was part of the team of my favorite sketch show fucking ever is The State. I loved, yeah. I loved The State. And, uh, State and it was great. like, they were very hands off. They were very like cool as shit. Yeah. And I was always impressed by that. Oh, no, I think so. I mean, it's all, and it's also the way you're going to get the best stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, all right, do the thing you want, but make sure it's the thing you really want to do. Do you know what I mean? That's the main thing right now is trying to figure that out of like, what is the thing I really most want to what do? What do you want to do? I want to host my own show like, right uh, now. Like, like Late Night Talk Show? Uh, I mean, Late Night Talk Show would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that a lot. I would also... Uh, I want to do, you know, this roustabout thing would be an ideal thing to do. Um, what roustabout? Roustabout's the, where I jet skied from Chicago. To oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that whole idea of like that that show is like what's the dumbest way to make the world a better place? Yeah. So, you know, the jet I love skiing. that, by the way. And if you haven't, if you don't know, your roustabout was to bring goats to... 500 Af- goats and 1,000 chickens to families in Africa. And that, yeah, and I've been in Africa and yeah. I've been to villages in Africa where a goat, changes everyone's life changes their life and like so yeah our deal was for each family gets one goat and two chickens which essentially sets them up for life i mean you're talking about it's a renewable resource that continually gives milk cheese butter yogurt 
all the eggs for selling, for eating. But it essentially means they can make money. They can buy more. It's like, the, it's like a starter loan for yeah. a life. Uh, the um, uh, Rogan has a, has a uh, chicken coop in his backyard. Oh, nice. Hasn't bought an egg in fucking five years. Yeah. My, actually, my ex-girlfriend used to, had 25 chickens. My wife a wants a chicken coop eggs. here. She wants a chicken coop here. And I'm like, you're yeah. out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, just the thing is about the chicken coop is you can't get less than 25 chickens. Yeah. So split it with somebody. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> 25 chickens is way too many chickens. Unless you're going to be killing what, them all the chicken? time. One chicken is too many chickens. <laughs> one chicken is too many chickens. Yeah, one chicken's a lot of fucking chickens. But do you chickens. know that they just mail them to you? What? Yeah, this is fucking... I don't know. People don't know this. When you, you just go online to this place like chicks.com. Oh, I just got my 25. new favorite thing to do. So all of the box just shows up with the United States Postal Service, not like a special FedEx or anything like that. And it's just like peep, 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 peep. And there's 25 one-day-old chicks inside the box. Here's Okay, I'm going to give out Tom Segura's email address, or address <laughs> and I want everyone to send him 25 chickens. It's like the fucking pizza prank times 10. It's really great. 25 chicks, man. Oh, fuck. That is so funny. It's I did crazy. not know that. That's how they fucking, they just show up. You can mail chickens, live chickens. Isn't that crazy? Well, of course, I And guess. it's like a box that's like Krispy Kreme box. You know, it's like that size. And there's 25 chicks in there because they're this big. They're like an inch tall. Oh, dude. That is And then fucking... they turn into fucking chickens. That's the crazy part, too. I just I just listened to a chicken laying egg today. Uh, walking by my daughter's school oh, yeah. has a farm. And it's, a, it's alarming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my wife goes, someone's laying an egg. And I went, that's what it sounds like? She's like, oh, you didn't know that? And I was like, yeah. All I know is that chicken houses in the South smell like shit. Oh, they're the, wor- the I mean, worst. The worst smell. They don't smell good, regardless. No. And also, they're very dumb animals. <laughs> like, my ex-girlfriend had hung a... Um, a disco ball in the chicken coop like as a joke yeah and then it got windy one night and the ch- the disco ball it was a it was a solar powered disco ball that would like turn with the sun so it had electronics in it had a motor and it was made of you know fucking glass and metal it fell and uh the 25 chickens ate every single part of it <laughs> And they just, because they just, they're that dumb. They're just like, they see a fucking shiny ball on the ground and everybody goes to town on it. Um, no, uh, no, oh, you guys aren't raising chickens now with you, right? No, 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 no. no, no. I don't <laughs> so, have a backyard right now. <clears throat> so you've been writing partners with Christian Shaw for like 10 years, right? Yeah, and we've then been running this weekly show for 10 years. And so your wife, you meet your wife and you, mm-hmm. you say, obviously... This is my writing partner. She's a very big part of my life. She also was pretty fucking hot. Yeah. Like, how, how does this work? It was, I think at first there was um, some concern. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like I spent a lot of time with another woman who I have an intimate relationship with. Who you, who you have a back and forth, like a dialogue with that your wife and you don't share yet. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, there's a there's an ease of flow and a lot of in-jokes and stuff like that. So, obviously. Christian Shaw, for everyone who's not familiar is was from i'm just saying it yeah. in case everyone's like flight of the, the concord flight of the concord she was she's, the one girl she's obsessed. now on last man on earth Have oh yeah that? so oh, that just got renewed today i heard oh it did it got renewed for a second season fantastic um yeah i want to see that so bad i really like that guy oh uh, yeah that yeah, guy really i don't know his song. name but uh, uh he, was, he was in he was will. in will farrell not farrell yeah. will ha- hayden will will hatter will hater will hater, will hater. Is it Will Hader? Did you know it the whole time? No. Is it Will Hader or is it the other Will? Will Sasso? No. I I'm so bad with names. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. Will, it's not hate. I don't He's think the it's, guy. He, it's, it, he, no. No, it's not Will Hader. No. 
I, I don't thought it was Will, Will Hader. I think it's Bill Hader. Bill Hader. And then it's Will. I can't believe we can't. We're not doing this. This is terrible. I can't. You'll run into him. the fucking guy. I'll never meet him. <laughs> yeah. I'll just find look out it who up. it is. I just saw that on my email today because I wanted to watch that show. Oh, it's a fantastic show. Really? Oh, it's fucking. Can you crazy. sell it to me a little bit? Like, like, yeah. It's the. It's. I mean, like the whole first episode is him just by himself. Everyone's disappeared. Everyone's dead in the world. And so all he's doing is like all the fucked up shit you'd ever imagine want to do. He loads up the back of his pickup truck with just like 30 bowling balls and then sets up like 45 aquariums and a pyramid and then <laughs> backs the car up and then stops it so all the bowling balls go and smash into the aquariums. Oh. It's just like gags like that the whole time. He's just driving a fucking RV around all the malls of America. Oh, it's fucking! It's great. I, he steals I, I, all of the like the great art. Like his, he, when you walk into his house in Arizona, it's just the seal of the Uni- president of the United States on the floor. Oh, he's got the Constitution like taped to the wall. Will Forte. Will Forte. God damn it. Will Forte. God damn it. I I th- I, I do love Bill Hader. I do. Bill think he's, great. I think he's. Do you really... see Skeleton Twins? No, I'm, that's I, great. I, all, I'm look. We're in very different comedy circles. <laughs> yeah. Like my circle is like is like road guys. Like yeah. I know I know I know guys who own clubs and and features who are really funny. Like I knew Tommy Jonigan before you knew who Tommy Jonigan was. Yeah. But that's only because I met him in like Iowa and we spent a week in Iowa. Right. It's a different it's a different I mean I do clubs though, you know. Yeah, but like I'm talking like I do fucking like if I wasn't doing TV, I'd be on the road every fucking weekend. Right. I'd be doing clubs you'd never fucking do. Yeah, yeah. Like like do you do the yuck yuck chains? No. Okay, like like do you do funny bones? No. So like like improvs? No, I don't even do the Wait, What fucking clubs do you do? Just, the weird, just the weird fucking ones. Fucking yeah, punchline. Yeah, the punchline. Punchline doesn't count as a fucking club, okay? <laughs> punchline, is, punchline is great. I'm at Cobbs in two weeks. But, like, those, that's Molly's is it's, fucking... It's, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah, and they it's support... And you're never going to get fucking told, hey, a guy wants to propose on stage. Right, exactly. And that, you don't have to and, deal with that shit. Yeah, and like, hey, listen, you know, if you light up a heckler, you might get fired. Like it, really? Oh yeah, that's happened. That's definitely fucking happened. awful, man. That's that's it's, well, it's 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 a it's, and I'm I'm saying this because I I'm saying this uh, in defense of it. It's a different business. It's oh, a very totally different is. business. And I've had conversations with with good friends of mine. Yeah, who are like, I don't know why you're still doing the clubs. And I, but the it's a it's a trade off. I feel like doing rock shows, which are fun, yeah, and they're a lot of fun, and you and you can do whatever the fuck you want because your fans yeah. or very similar fans come out. Exactly. My fear is, my fear is, I'm not the, the opportunity the clubs offer me is is a brand new set of people on Thursday and Sunday night that would have never seen me. That would have so never that, come out. So I get a brand new thousand people throughout a week yeah. that would never have heard me, and maybe you'll start watching me on TV, or maybe you'll start getting into me yeah. not all thousand but maybe like 30 and then i get a new 30 and i've, I've been doing the clubs for you know fucking 12 year 10 years so i feel like i've already invested in that system yeah and and, and the money is also good i don't like having to work you know i'd love to be doing what that's you know the, yeah that's the tough part is doing like seven shows in four days seven shows like i like i leave for toronto tonight and i do two Where? kind of like rock clubs tonight or tomorrow, tomorrow night, I'll do like two rock clubs back to back. One one's a little Which bit. Which Toronto? Where? Where in Toronto? Uh, t- uh, Toronto, Tor- uh, Toronto. No, no, I mean like what? Oh, uh, underground. Okay. 
Have you done there? No, I've only done Comedy Bar there. I'm doing Comedy Bar first. Comedy Bar is great, man. Comedy Bar first and then Underground second. That's an excellent club. Uh, It's great. I mean, it's almost really not like a club. It's like the UCB of Toronto. Yeah, it's a fun... Yeah. And then I do Yuck Yucks for the weekend. Okay. In Hamilton. And so... um, And so... It's a different... It's a very different energy. You know, you you get... You're getting... Some of the club owners are the guys that maybe... I related to it from high school because I knew in high school. Uh-huh. But there, it's a business. It's a business. It's about selling booze yeah. and making sure people have a good time. And they don't want to like – like they don't want to – they're maybe – and I'm, I feel like I'm shitting on clubs. I'm not because it's where I make my money and it's what I love yeah. doing. But, you know, they want to make sure the, cl- the crowd had a good time. Right. Where it's like when you go to fucking the punchline, like and that's – first of all, it's the greatest vibe in the fucking world. Yeah. And it's like, you feel like you're, yeah. the artist is always going to be right. Yeah. That's why totally. we brought you up here. Yeah. But, um, but club, you know, clubs, there are some really great clubs like Columbus Funny Bone, fucking amazing club. Okay. Amazing. And there's DC Improv, amazing fucking club. Yeah. I mean, I do the improv here. I just have never done them on the road. You should, I, I always say you should do some because yeah. it's, it's a different, uh, it's a different muscle. Yeah, it's same for me. Like I, I noticed that my I learned a lot out of doing just shows at UCB at all. Yeah, I learned a lot about my verbiage and how aggressive I sounded. Yeah, I didn't really understand that, and I just was like, "Whew!" Like I do come off a little fucking. I definitely think no, like just every time you perform, you're learning something. You know, I just find when I'm at a, a club that's like uh, they don't give a shit who's performing, yeah. I just get so fucking depressed, <laughs> and I get so in my head about myself. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like yeah. I come out of it. Maybe I'm stronger and better, and I'm, I know I am because I'm fucking. I'm having to perform at 110 percent just yeah. to keep their fucking attention. Um, but it's like uh, I just get real fucked up in my head about it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doug Stanhope calls it the quickening. The quickening. <laughs> we just become numb. You do get, you do get better. I'm better at writing on stage because of clubs. Mm-hmm. I'm much better at writing on stage, and I'm much better at improv and dealing with crazy situations. Yeah, you know, um, you're forced to. I was at Virginia Beach Funny Bone, and, and Rick, who I absolutely love, told me guy wants to propose to his girl on stage, and. You know they I, they pay a little extra. They get in there, and that you, that's your responsibility. But it's it's I I I personally enjoy that chaos. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he knows he can bring that to like. I'm sure if it was right. you. He might say, "Hey, I don't know. Like maybe this isn't right." But he knows that I enjoy that chaos a yeah. tad bit. So you end up learning this. Fu- like I don't know. I like the fucking chaos of stand up sometimes. I yeah. like it almost more than writing, which is my downfall. Mm. Is I like fucking insanity to fucking come out yeah i I, it's what i liked watching you know when Chappelle would just be off on a rant and you didn't know where he was going i love that i fucking love that but like i say and i I said this both sides i think so many fucking club comics i mean the vast majority more of club comics could learn so much from doing a place like the punchline i think it would be i think it's both that's back and forth you know what i mean there's a lot of people who i know who i do feel like are so sheltered that it's like you don't necessarily know what a like a normal person finds funny, do you know? Yeah. Which I think is not a good position to be in if you're only playing for people who think exactly the same way you think. And that's why I started doing the clubs. I mean, and granted, I'm not doing all the clubs. No, no, I'm, I'm doing not, like I'm a not bunch just, of clubs. I'm not de- denigrating at all. Oh yeah, I mean, no. Any clubs at all is is fucking good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, that's the main way I make my money as well. Uh, and it's like it's it's definitely that's the reason I did it primarily because I heard Todd Barry say like 
if you want to get better, you have to do the clubs. Todd Berry really can to. do. Todd Berry's. I'm not like Todd. Like I'll put it to this. Todd Berry, Doug Stanhope, Louis C.K. are guys I look up to, and there's a bigger list. Todd Glass. Doug Stanhope is my is my favorite comedian in the world. He is a genius. He's a fucking genius. Uh, he is a fucking genius. He's changed the way I think about stand up like four times. He's changed the. He's changed. He taught my daughters how to do a spit take. Really? And it was I maybe mean, the it's probably maybe the funnest podcast. Stand up. We're going to do a drinking podcast. We came out here and we yeah. just sat in the back and just drank and smoked to talk shit. Then went and got cigarettes, talked even more shit. And then my wife's like, "Doug, you want to stay for dinner?" And he's like, "Yeah." So my daughters are there with dinner, and Doug just teaches them how to do a spit take. That's great. It was like one of the fucking greatest moments. <laughs> I think Doug. Have you listened to his podcast at all? No, I haven't. Check out. Start at the very beginning and okay. check out uh, Tin Cam Rehab. Okay, it's he goes into he goes into rehab for thirty days in a fucking RV in the back of his house in his compound. Whoa! Do you know Do you know Doug at all? I have never met him. It uh, just I just admire him so dude, much. You gotta, uh, uh, Doug would fucking love you. Doug oh, would what? fucking love Doug loves stand up. He's the fucking greatest. I mean, he is, but like he like he is like one. He's like one of the best living standups. I'll reach out. I'm going to send a tweet today. Oh, right. and I'll say to I'll say to the both of you, get your schedules to match up. Do a shared podcast. Yeah. Do have Doug on your podcast next time he comes out to LA. Him. Yeah. Blindfold him and take him somewhere. Yeah. He's but he's so real. He's not. I think a lot of people the the Stanhope aura. Yeah. Overwhelmed who what uh, the fear of interaction. The same way that I like and I say this over and over again, but the same way that you know me and you and you may not have been able to hang out as easily at, yeah, yeah. at say like the Funny Bone versus the fucking UCB or wherever Stanhope is the sweetest fucking dude in the That's world. That's what everybody I know who knows him has said. And he'd watch, he'd watch anything you've done, anything you've done. I promise you and go, this guy's funny as shit. <laughs> if you listen to his podcast, all he does is say, I fucking miss going, being in LA so I can catch good comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I love good comedy. He, he's like, uh, he just, that last, it, that last, that last Netflix special, the, the fucking beer hall putsch, is like the best hour of comedy I've ever seen. No questions asked. No questions asked. A fucking yep. amazing. I, I still listen to his. I mean, I, I use his AA from yeah. the one before that. Put it, it, putting it before turning the gun on himself. Yeah, I, that AA stuff is great. Yeah, I got I'll, I'll send it to. I'll send a. I'll send a more intimate text, but I'll send a tweet because I know he'll get that. Oh, yeah. Taylor will be like sitting next to him, going, "Doug." <laughs> got something. Um, yeah, you have Stan up on your podcast. I would love to, man. Oh, he comes out. He'll come out and he'll be a, do a tour. No, how often do you tour? Fucking Texas. He's in Arizona, and I'll Arizona, fucking drive with oh, you. Arizona. I'll drive with you in a fucking heartbeat. Let's yeah, do a road man. trip. Let's, to, do let's do a road trip to Stan Ops. <laughs> I would do it totally. We should do. We should do. We should do a documentary called a uh, Finding Stan <laughs> where we don't use a map <laughs> at all. At all. We just try to put it together. And we just put it together, <laughs> and we're like, "Fuck, he's in Sweden." <laughs> Shit. <laughs> What other comics would you love to like? What other comics would you like to meet that you haven't met? Let me think. I mean, Stanhope is the main one, honestly. Like, uh, this is a good. I thanked him on my record. Like, I thanked him on my record. Yeah. Like, and I've never met the guy. Yeah, no. This is a good energy thing to do. Let's put out guys that we don't know that we'd like to meet. Okay. Let's see. You first. Um, I've ever done Stan. Stan. Um, Dave Chappelle. I'd really like to meet Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh, and, and I've I, I have actually kind of met met him twice. Yeah. Both times completely, like one time was in the Dayton Funny Bone, uh, green or uh, office, and I don't think he knew. I mean, I, it was, and quite honestly, I was so awestruck because it's like it's like seeing Dave a great Chappelle. white shark. You know, yeah. you're like, oh fuck, that we didn't really get to meet. I'd like to meet him and talk to him and fucking yeah. chill. 
somebody who I would like to like hang out with more. I've met him, but never like hung out. Is uh, Stuart Lee? Have you ever heard any Stuart Lee stuff? He's uh, British. Yeah, I have. I don't know how though. It's really amazing. It's like a fucking lesson in stand up. Like it is. It's very. It's a little. It's very funny, but almost more like a little more esoteric. You know, yeah. like he's like he kind of came through like the what would be the quote unquote alternative scene in the eighties in London. Oh wow, eighties and early nineties. And he's like a he's a fucking genius. Really? Yeah. Um. I'll tell you something, I'll say, and I, I think you're friends with this guy, but I'll tell you someone who I who I've, um, have a really bad relationship with. One of the guys who hates me. Oh yeah. But I would like to um, I would like to repair it, and I don't I don't I don't think it's possible. But is uh, Paul F. Tompkins? Oh really? I thought he was. I thought he's so funny. I thought he was so goddamn funny. I thought I saw his special, um, on Comedy Central. I it was the HBO one where he just drank six beers and. Just did it was like kind of a one man show, but it wasn't a one man show. It was really funny stand up, yeah. and I thought it was genius. And we hung out one night, and then we had a fucking little bit of a miscommunicational run in that next night. And in person or like on person, Twitter or something. In person, it was back before Twitter oh, okay. and before podcasting. And I expressed it on a podcast called Guys with Feelings. Uh-huh. I was very honest with it, and it exploded a relationship between me and Jen Kirkman, which we kind of mended uh-huh. uh me and howard kramer which i don't think howard re- ever really i don't think he ever had any ill will towards me at all i don't think me and him but me and paul F. Tompkins distinctly like I've, I've had people tell me oh no he hates your guts oh man and and, and we had a really uncomfortable run in on ari Shafir's podcast like i was we were at the comic store and he was walking by and i saw him and i went i'm gonna go try to extend a branch and say hey man i fucked up or i'm sorry yeah. i still think you're fucking really funny and I, I'm upset that this has happened, and he walked past me. He was like, nope, and walked. Oh, man. And I was like, ugh. But he's someone that – because I, I used to really enjoy listening to him on podcasts. Yeah, I mean, he's I, – I, I had him on my – the very first podcast I ever did – uh, for the K hole, which mm-hmm. is one of the for, one of the formats called the boat show, where we just talk about boats and nobody knows anything about boats, so we just all make shit up about boats. And it's still been one of the fa- one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done, where really? we just talked about boats for a, like an hour. Who have you ever had a bad run in with that you'd like to mend fences? A, a bad run in, or like somewhere where it just went weird, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I'm like, um. Like I just, it's like the, uh, it's like all the ones that are like still too raw for me to like actually really? talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or I'm just like, oh fuck that person. <laughs> like, oh come on. Give See, me- I don't want to say, I don't want to say fuck that person you on can't, a podcast. You can't, I, you can't say fuck that person. Like I no, can't, no, no, no. I do not say fuck Paul Tom, Paul F. Tompkins. I can't say that because I, st- I still, when his albums come out, I still buy them. Yeah, because they still make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, I understand that he doesn't like me. And or that he maybe 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 I'm still holding on to this. Clearly with the Ari thing, I think right, it was right. a little. I think everyone little noticed it. But like, but like I'm sure he's like, I don't give a fuck about you, man. But I also don't want to be your friend. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, it's but, like yeah, that's that that thing. But wait, who's someone that I'm trying to think? Who's like, someone that you we, butted heads with that you were just like, this is uncomfortable? Because oh, uh, I would that's a, like that still is uncomfortable. Is probably. Uh, I guess a Matt Besser. Okay. Yeah. UCB guy. Yeah. He started. He's really talented. Yeah. Back just that. And that's from back way back in the day about bullshit that doesn't matter anymore. But now still when we see each other, it's always a little awkward. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Doesn't that suck? 
Yeah, it's just so dumb because it's also it's not like no, nobody. It's in those types of situations. It's like no one cares enough about it yeah. to actually change it or do something about it because it's almost like it's so doesn't matter that it would be weird if you did bring it up. Yes. So then there's still just <laughs> but there's still just going to be a level of weird awkwardness the whole yeah. time. It's and a lot of it is a lot of it is probably what I just said about. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins, he probably is just like, hey, man, I don't really give a fuck, and I don't want to yeah. be your friend. Right, right, right. Like, no offense. We have nothing in common. Yeah. I know we hung out one night and had beers. I'm sure that was a blast for you, but I really didn't like you. It's like breaking up with somebody. <laughs> it's like going, hey, it's man, like I've, got a, I've only got an allotted amount of time on this earth, and I don't want to spend it with you. <laughs> I was just talking with Joe DeRosa about this. Like, uh, have you ever had to, like, stop, like tell someone you're not going to be friends with them? Yep. Really? Yep. What? I had to do it to, to one guy really? three times. <laughs> Three times, and you had to just be like, "Hey, man!" We like, because in be my friends. mind, in my mind, it's like you just ignore it until it goes away. That's was, how was, friendships. Was, was Joe talking about him and Ant? Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I, 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 do you are you familiar with that whole? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just was listening to Legion of Skanks last night, uh-huh. and they were talking about that uh, how they they wished that Joe, Joe and Ant would get. Because they were really good friends, yeah. they could get better and get past that or whatever. But, so uh, weird. I, I love Joe DeRosa. Yeah, I me love too. Joe DeRosa. I'm a big like I'm 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 very, I'm, very, I'm good friends with Joe. I love Joe, and I don't I, know any, but I don't know those guys. I don't. I, I, don't, I know Ant uh, briefly from doing yeah. the show, and I know Opie briefly from doing the show. But and but I I but I and I'm not saying anything bad about those guys. But I love Joe DeRosa. Oh, me too. Like I'm Team Joe DeRosa always, hands down. Like just because I get a kick out of the guy. Yeah. He's funny as shit. No, oh, the first time I fucking headlined in New York at like comics. Uh-huh. Ro- at comics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe DeRosa was the host and uh, and uh, Kershaw, Jessica Kershaw was the feature. Okay. And, yeah. But DeRosa is so funny because I, I think we had met before, but he just comes in and he's like, and you know, j- just that matter of fact, Joe, he's yeah. like, he's like uh, it's going to be hard following her. She's high energy. She's a chick. She kills. I'm just giving you a heads up. <laughs> Like, just, like, fucking very matter-of-fact. I go, really? And he goes, if you want, I'll take a bullet in between the two of you, but, like, it's just going to be tough. It's tough for everybody. You know, she's not, she's not totally attractive. Her cousin, her brother, Zach Bramf, did you know that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, man, well, there you go. You got everything you know. just walking yeah, I just fucking barreled through all the facts and then went out and hosted. <laughs> I get a kick out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were saying you and Joe were talking about. Oh, just like saying of like uh, breaking having up to, with friends, having to like tell someone you're not going to be their friend anymore. Like I've never had to do that. I've just it's just drifted apart. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas he's had to do that. You've had to do that. Where it's just like, hey, we're not friends anymore. Ugh. Which seems so crazy to me that someone's not going to get that. Well, do you know what I mean? There like, is the fact, and I I have to say this, and I, and this has happened to me a couple times, is that. I you I, you I, you do grow, and you just go, hey man, yeah. I I there is. There are certain aspects of that relationship that don't apply to my life anymore. Yeah. And I can and I can't go back to that and I don't feel like 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 I don't feel like there's I don't think I don't feel like you're going to provide me the opportunity to to be who I am now around you. And then some other people are fucking crazy as fuck. Like I have one friend who I who I'm back friends again with and he is absolutely out of his fucking mind. I mean, I'm he's got to be bipolar. But he's so oh, yeah. goddamn funny when he's <laughs> high that it's amazing. Yeah. And then one time he calls and leaves a fucking voicemail. He's like, I have, I have cancer. I thought you should know. And I call him up. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, so that's what it takes to get you to call me back, huh? I'm like, dude, you Whoa, can't do that to people. That's crazy. You can't do that to people. I mean, this guy, this guy 
kid. I, I wrote about him in my book, and, and he one time, not even joking, kidnapped two girls with me, and made me an accomplice un- completely unwittingly as a joke. As a joke, he's out of his fucking mind. That's insane. And but he's but he's he is very funny. The funniest guy you'd ever <laughs> meet. If you met him, you'd go, I can't. This guy's fucking. Yeah, he is sh- like, like. Ham, he's so goddamn funny, but when he's down, oh boy, he brings yeah. the fucking whole thing. Well, that's town the whole down. thing about manic depression. You know, that's I dated a woman who was that way, and it's like they're the most fun people to be around until they're not, and then they're the worst. I feel like I have a tad bit of mania in my life. Yeah, I've got it. You have to have it if okay. you're if you're coming up with that, like the feeling you must have when you and and i i know you got to get run it's getting close to okay. you you voice over it like yeah. one and yeah. i have a i have a, and i a, a, to uh, accommodate that i scheduled a chiropractor at one nice. so i was like i'll get the fuck out too so yeah. that way i'll be i'll blame it on me but then i just blame it on you <laughs> um i i want to know cuz i am this guy too like i am we have more in common than you'd ever know when you come up with a genius idea like yeah, taking, a jet really ski, taking a jet ski from Chicago to Illinois. But also, like that's the thing. With that idea, I just thought it was dumb at first. But then when it was actually going to happen, I was like, oh, fuck. This is amazing. Yeah, right. You and know, like I just was like this. There's got to be a mania. one of a hundred ideas that were just like the dumbest things I could think of. You know? There's got to be mania attached oh, to that. 100%. Like where you're like, like oh, we're fucking really doing this. Yeah. Like I'm going to need gas. I'm going to need a chase boat. I'm going to yeah. need – where? Who, how are we – I needed a personal assistant. Yeah. I I need a second cell phone. Like, those... I just have a second cell phone. <laughs> you don't even use it for anything. You yeah. just throw it against the wall when you're mad. God damn that's it. My, that's my throw phone. That's yeah. fine. I got my real one in my pocket. I mean, it's got to – you've got to get that. I mean, oh, how did yeah, you come up with the idea? Thrill. How did you get up, come up with the idea for the for the boat, for the jet ski? It was – honestly, it was – we were uh, – I had sold a sh- uh, like a digital series to Comedy Central that was just going to be an interview show in like weird locations and then they really liked my you know skywriting thing and were like is there anything like that that you would want to do and i just wrote down like 30 of the weirdest things i could think of um and that was one of them and it was literally within like one of five things that i'd seriously pitched to them and then it was uh our director, Jeff Tomzik, just kept on phone calls, just kept coming back going, guys, you know we have to jet ski from Chicago to New Orleans. Uh, I love guys like that. Yeah, and then he just kept saying it enough till they were just like, we should. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and so we did it. What was the biggest hiccup? Oh, uh, I mean, running out of gas the first day. That was the biggest <laughs> hiccup. I mean, it was fucked. Like, there were six, supposed to be six gas stations in between um lake michigan and uh this like first lock we were gonna hit all of them were closed for some reason so (laughs) all like two boat like one boat totally ran out of gas i was on fumes and we ran out of gas over this thing called the electric fish barrier which is fucking crazy in the fact that so there's these invasive species called asian carp that are coming up the mississippi and if they get into lake michigan it's like game over for the ecosystem because they'll just eat everything and there's no natural predators so what we've gone bow hunting for those yeah exactly yeah and so what they've done is uh in there's a section of the chicago river it's a mile long and they just electrified the river so anything's in it just dies (laughs) dies <laughs> in that area holy shit so uh we that's where we ran out of gas 
So we're like literally floating over water that's electrified and having to have like a PA with just a bunch of gas cans, like throw them like eight feet down a, like a, a, a concrete wall. You know, like he had to like go to Sears, buy gas canisters, go fill them up, then go to this like abandoned yard, like run through it with these gas canisters, and like throw them down to us. And that's where everybody got their gas refill. I mean, that's- it was fucking crazy. Fucking insane. Yeah, it was like all just adventures like that the whole time. Now, would you trade? Would you trade a, a, a career full of your um, your ideas, your crazy ideas, your fun, inspiring like like seeds that you come up with, mm-hmm. and the freedom to do them all? Yeah, for as long as you live, and you live comfortably. You don't. Yeah. You're not. You're not a millionaire. You right. live comfortably, or. Uh, star in like the next Will Ferrell movie mm-hmm. as a co-star and catapult your career and you're like literally green light in movies and but you're not you're green light movies and I can only assume that at that level you can't you don't you're gonna have to do three that you really don't like right before you start to make them so that's your path but you got to do that you, you get that I green mean light. here's the here's the deal is that I've been doing the former my whole life yeah where it's like not been making much money making really weird and fun ideas. Like, I've been doing that since I was 22 years old. Yeah. Um, and I'm 39 now, and I would really like to make some money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, it's just, I've been doing it for so long, and they're all weird and fun and everything, but it's like, I just, it's not necessarily even the money. It's, uh, it's not even the money. It's to have a wider audience. Whereas, like, nobody knows who the fuck I am. Like, even that roused about this thing that I thought was going to be like, this is going to be great. People are, it's like, it's done fine. It's online, but it has, it's done nowhere near like a fucking cat falling off a table. Do you know what I mean? Like a cat falling off a table has done a thousand times better than I have yeah. with the with the best idea I got. And so it's frustrating. I say I'm right now. I'm very frustrated. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I, you just have to keep going. I just have to keep plugging away, keep coming up with ideas. Cause I think there's a middle ground. To do a cool, fun, weird idea that also gets traction and people actually see it. No, you and Kristen, do you guys write scripts? Uh, Kristen, we might write a movie together. Like, so we kind of like started, you know, we started off together 10 years ago and we would just write for each other for probably like two or three years. And then we took that show and we like kind of toured around the world with it. And it was very fun. Um, but then she just, and then I was, that was kind of like what I was going to just do. I was just going to write for us. But then she, like right at that same time, she got Flight of the Concords. And she really um, kind of exploded. And then she kind of like blow, blew up right then. And that was when I was like, oh shit, I got to start writing my own stand up because I just can't, you know, I can't be dependent upon her schedule to go out and perform with her. Yeah. that. Um, and so that's when I really, like maybe eight or nine years ago, got serious about stand up. Sitcom, late night talk show or movie star? Uh, if I get to choose, yeah, movie star, really? yeah, because of the shooting schedule is so f- so easy. Oh, I'd pick sitcom. You pick sitcom, yeah. Although yeah. they're not making like I, I think like I think the four camera sitcom is fucking dead. I think it is. It's very difficult I mean, to. I mean, dead. like, look I just at the say, smartest guy in the world, funniest and smartest guy in the world, John Mulaney, still can't get it to work. And then I, maybe it's time to put it to bed. I let maybe me tell you something. Format. I have nothing but the utmost respect for John Mulaney. I saw him in Montreal, just open for Andy Kindler, and he literally He's so great, top front front loaded it, and uh, Kindler couldn't follow it. He <laughs> was so goddamn funny, and and I I was I was. In development at the time, I think with NBC when Mulaney was getting coming out, yeah, and um, I was and I was four camera sitcom, and I was oh, like, wow. and I was like, 
I was like, come on, come on, John, please make this fucking amazing. Yeah. And it, and I, I just was like, and I know Seton, and I just was like, God damn it. It's not working. It's not. I mean, it it's, just it's, doesn't seem. I think it's just, you know, all the greats have tried it. Do you know what I mean? Like Will Ferrell and fucking, and, and McKay tried it with uh, Chris Gethard on, uh, on Big Lake for Comedy Central. It didn't work either. You know, so it's like, I don't know if we've just, I mean, but still the biggest money makers are still that, you know? Yeah. Like Mike and Molly and fucking, uh, and uh, it's like you Big almost Bang gotta, Theory. You got you know? to come up with the premise in order to. You got to come up with the premise that sells it to the people that like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't think the things that we make, those right. people all are going to also dig. Mm-hmm. And and if they do, I'd I'd still take it. But because if you think about it, like the there's still a large percentage, which is crazy to think about. There's a large percentage of America that doesn't have cable, which is a crazy thing to think about because cable's been part of my life my whole life. I've I remember life without cable. I definitely remember. I, th- I definitely that. remember yeah. it too. But I've had it for the majority of the time. But I, there's a lot of people who don't have cable, and that's why a, like a network show numbers are so much huger than uh cable it's just because everybody has those channels my wife's my now that i said this my wife's grandmother probably doesn't have cable boom right and she it's needs like to that. watch something it's like people are if you forget about you know when you're not considering like making taste or culture i mean could you do you think you could make the show that would make could you could, could you i make the show just you don't have to star in it could you create the show that made those people laugh no i don't i mean i don't think so yeah, you could just think about all the things that they like. like but that's just, the thing. Like, I don't like. I feel like I'm like maybe just like some weird, like a, you couldn't even like you couldn't even as a part as I think, a project. I think it would come off as a uh, as it, it would come off as uh, like satire or parody. Do you know what I mean? If I tried to do it, you know, like and that's the thing. Like whenever you come up with an idea, everybody who's around you, all the business people, are like you should do it. You should do it for network because of course they want it because it's like a hundred times more money. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking, for... like if I just played like a like a father who lost his faith. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, losing his faith, he's got to find it. Though, right, no, that's the whole be... thing. Is I got to oh, okay. find my faith, and right, I find right. my faith through like I'm a wrestling coach or something. Yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> and like uh, and like. Uh, and my wife's obviously gorgeous. Yeah. And my kids, I have all girls. And they, you know, they're crazy. Well, I actually do have all girls. But like my my fucking sitcom pitches were like the like the one time I went to school thinking I had a Diet Coke in my hand and I had a Coors Light and I fucking killed it. And like, and like so I can't imagine that fucking yeah. middle of the country is going to look at that and go, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's like you're, you know, the stuff that actually rings true is the stuff that is personal and yeah. has happened to you. I, you I, my daughter said to me this morning, they said, you know, we, we uh, play Uncle Buck in our yeah. car on oh, repeat. Yeah. And my daughter said, oh, my God, Dad, you kind of parent like Uncle Buck. And I went, <laughs> I went you're right. I fucking do. Like, I'm listening to him. And like his core values are there. Don't yeah. drink and drive. Don't be a whore. Yeah. Be a good fucking. But I'm gonna drink beer in front of you. I I'm. That's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm gonna curse every now and then. I'm gonna talk to you like an adult. I always I've always talked to my kids like adults. Yeah. So uh, I think they respect that too. Um. So I feel like we should wrap up. I feel like we've. Yeah. It's an hour twenty. You got to get running. Um. What uh, uh? Do you have anything to promote? Uh. Yeah. Sure. I do. Uh. Uh, just gonna be at. Uh, hold on, I just have to remember <coughs> what I'm. Ooh, yeah, I'll I mean, please too. go and watch Roust about. It's on YouTube. It's on Comedy Central right now. Um, but uh, uh, I'm going on a little mini tour. I mean, I'll be at Bridgetown in Portland May 7th through the 9th. But I'm going on a mini tour May 13th through May 16th, and I'm going to Indianapolis. 
uh, going uh, to Richmond. No, these are all rock venues. Um, I'm going to I'm going to Charleston at uh, Theater 99, and I don't have the rest of the theaters in my hand right now. Um, but all that stuff will be on my website. If you just um, Google Kurt Comedy, I'm the first thing that comes up. Everyone, do me a favor. I know we have a big Bob and Tom. You ever done Bob and Tom? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hit up Bob and Tom. You got to do Bob and Tom when you're there. Oh, yeah, because th- that's fucking. They're great, and that'll sell so many tickets. Yeah. Um, that's fucking awesome, man. And then and uh, and check out Rust about it's uh, check out if you just uh, do what I did the other night and just type in Braunholer. Or you can just type in Kurt K U R T comedy. Yeah, it's right there. And just watch, start watching all your videos because like the DJ fight's fucking hilarious. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, you're, like, and I said, I said we're in different, like, subtle different circles. Yeah, not really. I don't no. say at all, genuinely, because I think we'd all we're always gonna see each other at the same club. Yeah, but our but where we end up working is is gonna be maybe I don't know. I mean, that's fucking pigeonholing both of us. That's so stupid because I, I watch. So. Yeah, I watch the fucking I watched your fight with the DJ, and that works at any goddamn comedy club totally. anywhere. One 100%. You're fucking like you could do yuck yucks in in Hamilton tomorrow yeah. and kill easily harder than I do. <laughs> uh, like trust me, I'm fucking ugh. And let's see if I have anything to promote. Oh, I guess just go to my website. I'm so bad at this. I don't even know if I like doing this podcast. <laughs> I like. Thanks for you, having me on, I, man. I, I really appreciate it. I like. I like it because I got to meet you. Yeah, right. That's what. That's why I like it. Yeah. And now everyone else gets to meet you. Yeah. I'm gonna stop doing it with comics I know. Yeah. I think that's my new fucking MO. I don't know you, but I like your shit. Let's do it. And I'm going to do it with comics I know and I don't like. I'm going to have a hypnotist on next week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be maybe weird. All right. Uh, All right hey, thanks for Thanks, guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.